listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. You're listening to the Ombre Academy podcast. Welcome. I'm Megan, and this is Ombre Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. I am here with Dilshan Wearsing, an Ombre Academy alumni, educator, and musician. Today, we discuss pursuing his passion in music, using music as a medium of social change, and defining success in your own way. Start off, Dilshan. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your experience at Armbre when you started, your journey after Armbre, and kind of what you're up to now? Sure. I'm from Halifax, born and raised. My family still lives out in, in Clayton Park. Uh, I live now in the city closer, closer to Dell. And I started at Armbre when I was in grade four. I remember uh, Miss Bigelow was my first ever homeroom She's still teacher. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with the music stuff, I started playing music, like, I don't ever remember not playing music. Like, piano was the first thing I picked up, and and then violin, and then guitar. And then the one that kind of stuck in terms of professional career was, was guitar. Um, but that had been something that, like, I don't remember when that started, and it had just been kind of a constant. And I remember that... Um, I was doing, already doing quite a bit of, of music stuff, but a big thing, or in terms of like independent lessons and, and, and practicing, but um, a big thing came in grade six with, with the school band, and then that became uh, a space that started to gravitate a lot towards, and also just kind of arts in general. Um, I was doing a lot of the, the drama program there, and then was still trying to keep up with a lot of sports, like I, I tried to play basketball, and so there was just a lot of things going on. Iron Break kind of helped me sort of be exposed to a lot of things totally and at the same time in a way that like I think allowed me to kind of figure out how all of these things fit for for me and like to what to what extent I can pursue different or I would like to pursue different things you know and so a big thing I found is grade six or with the school band grade seven um real when uh Matt Meyer came into to run the school band and that was huge for me that was um a big musical influence to this day even now um, when I'm teaching I, I quote things that Matt Meyer would tell me cool. and ran into them the other day and it's yeah that was a huge thing for me so you, you teach guitar yeah. uh, I teach guitar and I teach um I do some of the uh a bit of guest lecturing and a bit of TAing at Dell in the music department so cool a guitar class there I'm doing uh, the hip-hop unit for their uh, history of rock and roll class and some other uh courses as well yeah very cool yeah so I don't know if you know, but now um, part of the middle school curriculum is guitar being taught as the music program. Mm-hmm. So when you enter grade seven, we now teach guitar seven, eight, nine. So hopefully by the time you graduate from the middle school, um, guitar is one of those skills that you know, you know how to play, which is a yeah. really cool, cool program. And I'm, when you were there, I'm sure it was like an after school. Yeah. Kind of an add on thing. Um, yeah. 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 Cool. And so when did you graduate from Armbray? I was class of 2013. So I went to Dell and I started off with kind of the goal of trying to do both music and sciences. So I started off kind of, it was a Bachelor of Science, but it was called a Combined Honors Program. And then I slowly started to have more of these kind of like, who am I kidding moments? And these, <laughs> these, Get off a little bit more than you could chew? Yeah, well, mo- not more so that it's much more sort of like, I'm, I 
don't want to be doing this and I'm pretending that I want to do this and I'm denying that I really want to do this other thing. And those moments kept happening to the point where I switched. It was sort of a gradual switch from that into like, okay, I'll have a double major. And and then eventually the science just dropped and I went full into like... You followed uh, your passion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that was one of the best... Uh, decisions I had made was kind of going through that the music route there. So yeah, I started off Dal and Sciences, ended up dropping that off and pushing us full time into the music. And so where did the music, where did that take you? So I started uh, performing more professionally, I guess. I'm performing professionally is a weird term, but <laughs> I mean, I get, I guess, playing more paid shows uh, around my, about maybe halfway through my undergrad. I started around maybe early in my second year, and then that's just started to build and build and build. So I started to have a more active uh, performance career. Solo and or with? There was some solo stuff. There was stuff with bands. There was stuff with duos and trios. At that point, it was kind of like, say yes to everything and what kind of like whatever kind of paid performance opportunity I could get you know insofar as the goal being just getting performance chops I guess you know getting the experience of doing stuff and getting kind of mapping out the scene and where where I'd like to kind of fit into it and also just developing musicianship that you do when when performing yeah and also just because it's it's super fun to be performing and so I kind of started that and then music took me through you know meeting great friends i mean some of the people i that are closest to me now are through the music scene here through performing and also towards the end of my undergrad i realized that how much i you know what i had these sort of different spheres of thought there was like all of this i love music stuff and there's all of this i want to do really um for lack of a better word meaningful things to society how do we help people kind of rants and then there was the music stuff and uh, late in my my undergrad I took a class there that kind of really blended those two and uh, the prof for that class who's like one of my favorite profs ever and she ended up being my my undergrad honors supervisor and she kind of was really instrumental in showing me how you can like blend these things and how music can act you know talk about you know different social issues uh, political content you know a representation of people that are underrepresented, uh, ways of telling stories that aren't normally heard. And that was really interesting to me. And I found that was something I really wanted to do and something I could balance well with uh, performing. So I started to pursue that as well to um, my master's um, at Dal as well. Mm-hmm. And that's when I also started to discover how much uh, I really enjoyed teaching. And then I continued to, to pursue that to where we are now so doing a lot of teaching doing a lot of playing doing a lot of writing and recording and yeah (laughs) so cool so just to go back to i think what you were about to get to get at is um your thesis pitch that you you made it was like a three minute yeah a three minute pitch presentation um tell me a little bit about that so lots of universities have a contest called a three minute thesis and essentially you just take your your master's or it's either master's or phd uh, thesis and you have to kind of give up a, a summation of it in in three minutes so you get one slide and you get three minutes uh to kind of discuss what what you're going to be doing we had kind of not put any expectation on it and going super far with it it was more sort of let's start off use this as a way to kind of you know learn how to s- summarize your arguments and articulate mm-hmm. your points and then eventually that ended up, I mean, turning out well, I ended up placing third and summarizing uh, my master's, which was on Kendrick Lamar. 
So cool. And so are there any big learnings that you were really taking away from that experience and from finishing your thesis? The immediate goal I had afterwards was, right, this is what I'm writing about. You know, I actually had, it helps me kind of center myself in terms of what I was going to spend the rest of my my master's doing. Um, But then it also helped me kind of, in certain ways, articulate to myself, like, oh, right, this is why this is important. Um, I remember when I was kind of going into that and realizing that like all of the other students were were science students and there was like how to cure cancer how to solve global warming all those very important topics to be researching but then with music it's always this need of like to be taken seriously and why why this is meaningful why this is important and so that became an exercise in not just reiterating to myself but also reiterating to people as to like, yeah, this is this is important. This is how we tell stories. This is how this is how we this is an important part of how society functions, an important part of how we as humans interact with each other and how we're going to express ourselves and how we can be in the world is understanding these stories. I think one of the lines I used in that pitch, it was something like using what's common to understand mm-hmm. what's different. So yeah. everyone like we have a, as a society an obsession with music. And with that common ground, we can use that to understand so many different stories and to tell different stories and to understand perspectives and ideas that we wouldn't hear otherwise otherwise through that, that common medium. Hi, I'm Jack and I'm in sixth grade. I love music. I- The biggest reason why I like music, I say, is because it makes me feel free. It's a spot where I can decide to do whatever I want and I can change little ornaments and stuff that just makes me feel like I'm in control and that it just lets me be free. My name is Sachin Jayakumar and I'm in grade five. I've been playing the piano since I was three. I've kind of become like, so I've kind of become like attached to it. Well, you can like have fun and play fun pieces. I'm Mila D and I'm in grade three. And I'm Mila T and I'm in grade three. I like music because it gives me like happy memories and I play piano and well, I'm learning the recorder. It's just a fancy word to say the flute. <laughs> what do you see as an important way to give back to your community um, in your alma maters? And obviously, we, we've talked a little bit about your um, involvement with Armbray thus far after graduation. You've come back. I would say it's always grounded in, to a certain extent, areas that uh, that I feel comfortable with and mm-hmm. a sort of a basis of knowledge that I know I can I can do well and that I can give back. So usually it tends to be grounded in uh, music, arts, um, and through that that lens of, you know, uh, social activism, social issues, you know, storytelling, all of these things. So a lot of the, the giving back I'm trying to do, regardless of what community, tends to be grounded in that. And through that it's a matter i find of figuring out what is needed you know is um with dal you know i haven't really left since i'm doing some teaching there now Mm -hmm. but it's um it's an 
interesting uh, experience to you know be on the teaching team for for classes that you would take in undergrad and you know seeing people light up in a certain way that you would when you when you uh when you speak on something like i remember um would have been a year ago and i gave a guest lecture on uh, jay-z and beyonce and as soon as like the slide came up like there was someone in the class just went yes "Yes!" And it was, it's like those moments of just like, okay, right, we're doing the right thing here and we're, we're connecting and I can see how this is, this builds and hopefully, you know, someone else is going to, you know, continue on telling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say what I try to do is kind of ground in that base of knowledge that I feel most comfortable and most qualified and most adept at navigating and then doing my best to figure out what's needed. With Armbury in particular, like where you feel grounded and I feel the same way where Arambri is one of those places where you just feel comfortable when you go in there. They have the sense of um, of belonging. And for me, as I said, that's why I ended up coming back and working for Arambri. It was the sense of, um, of groundedness. And mm. so I think I can relate to that. So how do you see education changing in the years to come? Um, and are you hopeful for the next generation? To answer the second question, mm-hmm. yes. Like immediate answer, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I see education changing? I would hopefully it becomes slowly um, more and more common to kind of go down those career routes. I think outside even, not even talking about any sort of education system, but as a society, you know, careers in the arts period, not even just performing arts, but um, writing or creative writing, uh, English, dance, any like, we kind of don't put them on the same grounding as say like the hard sciences um and that continues into career paths to the point where like it is again outside of the education system and just socially we kind of see it as an odd thing so i would say i mean i can already sort of start to see that changing and it sounds like armbre is becoming in itself a testament to that you know the fact you're making guitar required as a music as a music course you know you can start to see that changing so i can I would hope that um, that continues to change. And I can, I mean, we can already start to see that the idea of what it means to, to have a career and what a career looks like, regardless of discipline, is is starting to change. And it yeah. looks like education is is changing accordingly to prep, to prep people for that. Yeah. I want to I ask you about your experience with marginalization. Maybe talk a little bit about what you've been engaged with. The basis of where I'm kind of operating with a lot of that stuff is through kind of teaching and through understanding all of these social issues and, you know, writing papers about it, speaking on, on podcasts about it. I was on a music podcast a year ago cool. talking about um, some of the stuff in, in Kendrick Lamar's music, mm-hmm. um, you know, writing articles and such about that, teaching my students about and how do we un- hear music and how do we understand these issues mm-hmm. through this kind of lens. So I would say um, that's the kind of work that I've been doing. I also do a lot of um, volunteer work. Um, you know, I'm currently trying to... Uh, start this recording series with um, a group in, in the north end of Halifax. Um, it's a, a sort of a youth arts group and doing a, trying to start a recording and performance series with them. And I just did um, a talk the other day on, on SZA and kind of talking about R&B neo-soul as it pertains to kind of uh, black femininity as, you know, a social identity and how we hear that, how that's reflected. So a lot of the kind of work I do now is kind of grounded in that sort of teaching, understanding social theory, social issues aspect, and then kind of combining that. with Yeah. Is there any other advice that you would give 
kids who um, have an interest in music, who have a passion for it, and you've a pr proven success story that you use ma music and you've gotten to um, this amazing place, but is there any other advice that you would give kids to kind of follow their passion with the music and the arts? <laughs> I mean, regarding music and arts, I would say the first thing is, and I think this applies especially to music careers, but also careers in general, but understanding that you define what success looks like to you, right? Um, having a successful career in music does not mean international tours, you know, sold out stadiums. It can mean, you know, teaching a, you know, elementary school band class. It can mean, you know, teaching at a university. It can mean, you know, part-time gigging on a scene. It can mean um, just doing, you know, teaching or publications it can mean you know maybe getting hired part-time with groups and there's a very uh, broad stream or broad lens through what success actually means regardless of careers i mean you and it's important i think to understand that you pick what successful looks like and whether it's and not just in terms of career but in terms of life period like what do you want your life to look like what is your is it you know family is it career is it you know friends around you is it is it monetary um but what what actually do you see as success and i can say from music standpoint more times than not it's not the huge you know sold out tours kind of model of rock star success and one of the biggest things i would add on i if i could add on to that i think it would be i mean be be kind to yourself. I mean, understand that, I mean, if you're in grade 12, you have time, you know, and you might feel like you don't have time, but trust me that you have time and it's okay to, to switch paths. It's okay to, you know, feel, you know, realize you're going down a route that you don't want to and switch. That's not you failing at something. That's you understanding that you have different terms of success. So, you know, be, be forgiving of yourself and be okay with things changing. That's so awesome. Good advice. Any other stories, any other pieces of advice or like cool things that you've been up to that you think other people would want to want to know about? I don't know. I mean, I do a lot of music stuff. <laughs> Come out, see my shows yeah. once we can go back out again. Well, there's so, yeah, do a lot of live music stuff. Um, in Halifax? Yeah, predominantly in Halifax. And then there's some recording projects on the go. There's some writing uh, on the go. Um, yeah, so. Cool. A lot of music Busy stuff. guy. And you're teaching. Be. And I'm teaching, yeah. Thanks so much for coming in, Dilshan. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank you for listening to Armbray Academy in 18 minutes and 87 seconds. For more information, go to our website, armbray.ns.ca.